Hey everyone, welcome back to the Swish Waterlad podcast. I'm super grateful to have Swish on board and they're giving Waterlad listeners 10% off their orders using the code Waterlad in capitals, no spaces. There's heaps of super rugby legends on their past and present, including likes of James O'Connor, the great Bender Ben Smith and the man in red hot form, Big Peter Gus, just to name a few. And the best bit about the whole thing is that a large chunk of the proceeds do go to Kiwi Kids Charities. It's a very cool setup. But today, another Super Rugby Review preview, this time for round four. Um, some awesome games to look forward to. And as always, we are joined by Code Guru Tom Marshall. And after last week's debut, which was one of the greats, we've asked back the legendary Surly from Surly Talk Sports. Welcome, lads. Cheers, Jimmy. Always good to be back on. Mate, again, I thought last week, again, we were on fire with our tips. I think we pretty much got all the games right between us. Um, One of us at least picked the winner in every game. I think, Surly, you were the only one to actually jump to that drawer, call that upset. Me and Tom both stayed on about 50-50, but, mate, you called it. You got your $7, and you'll be happy. Oh, it feels good to be a, a day one draw fan, I tell you that much. Uh, good good, good shift from the boys. They delivered as hoped. So, yeah, massive performance. And your winger looked bloody dangerous too out there too from the Warriors. Oh, look, he's he's been applying his craft at the best sporting team in the world. So what did you expect? And he's come back over to Union and it's all easy for the kid now. But, now nah, impressed with the drawer. That centre as well, mm. Uppy Vota. Man, yeah. he was dynamic and that halfback as well. Uh, Matawalu, I think it is. Boy, yeah. He had a strong game as well. If they can tie up their set piece, they'll be dangerous. 100%. And Tom, two weeks in a row, you've put your left nut on the line. Nailed it again with big um, chibber. Yeah, mate. Um, James Hansen, I don't know if you're watching the game live, but the Rebels, they went back-to-back rolling malls. And um, the big... Big number six in front of Chibber, like he just didn't want to give the ball back to him. Um, so it was a bit of a tough watch, but um, Chibber managed to get the crowbar out and uh, yank it out of his hands and get over the line in the end. So um, no, back to back left nut bullies uh, going going well. Oh, the left nut survives. Looking forward to seeing who it's on this week. But we'll go through all the games um, from last week. Overall, I thought it was a pretty average round for quality wise in terms of the rugby quality. I thought. Um, the standard dropped a little bit. I'm not too sure why, but um, there was still some good games and some close finishes as we'll get through. But the first game was Crusaders versus Moana. What do we make of this one? You were calling a cricket score on this one, Surly. Wasn't quite the case. Nah, I was pleasantly surprised. It was really good to see. I was a bit worried after their preseason game that Moana might struggle, but obviously they had a lot of people in for this game that they didn't in that and I thought the likes of McClutchy were really impressive that midfield Danny Tuala and Levi Almoa really strong and then that number eight Henry Times Stowers big boy and he was physical all game so some promising signs for Moana couldn't help but find yourself cheering for them I think they should be everyone's second favorite team and uh, yeah the Crusaders off their game but still a great result and I'm sure they'll take heaps of confidence from that. 100%. What do you make of the Crusaders' performance, Tom? Yeah, like I said last week, I thought um, I think it's an awesome dynamic that the Moana and the Drua bring to the competition. It allows those New Zealand teams to use a little bit of rotation. And you could certainly tell um, at the start of the match that there was a few boys that didn't quite have the same chemistry as the, the usual starting boys would in the Crusaders' lineup. But, um, you know, as the Crusaders do, they... 
they grind away and um, you know they put, got put under a little bit of pressure, but um, you know they got a strong bench and they managed to have a little bit too much firepower um, at the end of the game there. And you mentioned uh, the Crusaders set piece at the very start of the season, and man, it's so obvious when they get in trouble how how much they rely on that set piece to get them out of it. Eh? It's massive. It's a massive weapon for them. Oh, it's crazy. Like their set piece is just so good in this competition. You know, their set piece would be right up there with the, the mm. best in the world and at club rugby level. Um, and, you know, as, as you say, any any signs of trouble, they'll, they'll go to their scrum. They'll win a scrum penalty at crucial times. They can always defend their rolling mall, you know. Like I think they've conceded one try off mm. a rolling mall in the last two years, which is just absolutely crazy in rugby. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Hard to argue there. And we spoke about the Drua win, but what do you guys make of the Rebels? I reckon they're they're a wooden spoon side for sure. Eh? Uh, pretty woeful to be fair. Just so many errors. Um, so yeah, I think they're really going to struggle. I def- I think the Moana will put them away comfortably as well. Um, so they they could be one to go winless. But yeah, stoked for the drawer. But yeah, tough times in Melbourne. Yeah, I completely agree. I can't I can't see them uh, winning a game unless they improve dramatically. Um, I think if you were watching that game against the Drua in the weekend, that's exactly how you don't want to play against the Drua. You know, they were loose. They were trying to play Razley, um, trying to beat Drua in their own game, and they come out second best there. So unless we see some dramatic improvements, I can't see them winning a game this season. Nah, hard to argue. And the Reds win? What do we make of that? I know it's a bit closer than some of us thought, but um, force are quite gritty. Yeah, I... I was a little bit surprised by this uh, result, to be honest. I know I, I picked the force on top um, just for the pure fact that they are a gritty side and they're, they're very tough to beat, but I was very impressed with the Reds. I thought they showed a little bit of clinical edge. Um, you know, They conceded two yellow cards throughout the game and they, they won comfortably, and I thought James O'Connor really um, drove the bus really well out there, and he's looking the best I think I've ever seen him at 10. So um, it's promising signs for the Reds. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I had O'Connor down, uh, the old Justin Bieber lookalike. He's really staking his claim for that Wallabies 10 jersey, eh? And he's going to be hard to say no to. They've got some great competition there now, which is huge for Aussie rugby. But yeah, four from five off the rubber with his nudges, just strong game. So he's in great form and the, and the Reds look hard to beat with him at the helm. Mm. I'm loving the way he's squaring up defenders and putting guys through space. He's doing it better than most guys in the comp at the moment, leading the comp and try assists, and his form is on fire, and he's um, creating a lot for that side. The other one was the big Kiwi derby, the Blues versus the Chiefs. What an absolute game. I felt for Leon McDonald watching that one. I've had Tom Robinson on the podcast this morning. He he said he was praying to every god possible that that kick would miss, and uh, thankfully one of them one of them came up trumps for him. Uh, never in doubt, surely save his houses. <laughs> but I tell you what, Auckland franchises we like to take it right to the last minute, keep bums on seats, and poop people tuned in for the whole game. But oh, thank God they won that because yeah, it would have been tough to take two weeks in a row. Yeah, risky business leaving the kick on Bryn Gatlin, one of the sharpest shooters in the comp. I was surprised that he missed that, to be honest. He yeah. he is a good goal kicker. So, um, yeah, Auckland fans, I think they can count their lucky stars with that one. Yeah, I know that I um, I questioned the Blues, maybe the psychological effect of 
the the previous week loss what it would have (laughs) and honestly the last two minutes just (laughs) it summed it up really like how not to close out a game um and yeah i thought the chiefs Mm. were were pretty unlucky not to not to get home there but it was i really enjoyed it i thought for me it was it was the game of the round um some good footy on show and it could anyone could have won that game yeah the, the next game was the Canes-Landers, one of the games which I did think was pretty disappointing in terms of quality. Um, obviously, the Canes had a fair bit of COVID issues, calling in all sorts of players from left, right and centre last minute, but um, they did manage to scrape home with a win, which we sort of all predicted it to be a gritty, close win. Um, Landers never give up, and they, they definitely felt like they should have won that. Talking to Marty Banks, he felt like they probably were the better side, but couldn't quite capitalise. Yeah, I think uh, the Highlanders had enough position to get it done, like you mentioned. They just couldn't get the job done and just a bit of poor execution. So I think they'll be kicking themselves a bit for that. The Canes D was pretty strong, though. Their bench was unreal again. I think Braden Yossi, you mentioned him last week. Yeah. Man, he's a good footballer and another impressive shift from him. And, uh, yeah, love the look of Ruben Love as well. I definitely think he's one for the future. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, the Highlanders poses a bit of a question of where to now for them. They, they probably had an opportunity to win that game in the weekend and now they're, they're 0 from 3, so it presents tough tough challenge for coming up against the Blues this weekend. Um, but, you know, that they'll keep fighting, I think. Um, they just need to make sure, you know, they all they all stick together and somehow um, get, get a win on the board. Yeah. Brumbies versus the Tars, last one of the round. Uh, Brumbies pushed pretty closely here by the Tars. Um, Tars, well, like we spoke about last week, pretty underrated side. They've improved heaps from last season, so um, playing some good footy. Yeah, and I was, I was impressed again with the Waratahs. You know, it was a close game. Um, Brumbies are a good side, and, you know, they've they've been building for the, for the last few seasons, so it's nice to see um, another Australian Super Rugby side being competitive. And I think, you know, they've the Tars have shown enough that, to, they'll be able to push some of those New Zealand teams. Maybe not get out on top, but definitely show a bit more of a competitive edge. So it's it's good to see, and no doubt they'll they'll improve throughout the competition. Yeah, I like the look of the Tars too. One thing for me though, I'd like to see them go for go for the try more, eh? especially in that first half. They had a few opportunities where they had the Brumbies scrambling, but then they took the three. Whereas the Brumbies, they kind of went for for the glory, and it paid off for them. So. I think they just need to chance their arm a little bit more, especially in those big games. Yeah, I think that's when that set-piece domination comes again. Eh? Obviously, the Brumbies back them rolling more. Waratahs probably didn't against the Brumbies, so um, that's where that whole psyche of the game comes in, and that's why the Crusaders are so good. It's why the Brumbies are top of the Aussie comp. It's just because of that set-piece domination, especially the rolling more. So, um, so looking forward to this week, first game, Blues versus the Landers. What are we picking here, boys? Are we thinking the Landers are going to tip up the Blues here or Blues too classy? I've got the Blues, but I think it could be really close. Uh, at the Fortress, North Harbour Stadium, tough place to come get a win, that one, up the mighty Harbour heat. But uh, with Bodie back running the cutter, I think that'll be huge for them because they've, they've rolled the subs this week. There's a few changes. Old Plumtree comes in, that'll be interesting. And then Bryce Heem on the steam in the 12, but... I think if the Landers are targeting a game, this could be the one that they go for. But I, I just think the Blues, hopefully, they'll just have too much punch in that back line to get them home. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I think it'll be a close game. The Landers, you know, they've got absolutely nothing to lose. They're going to be right up for it. 
Um, they're playing for the Gordon Hunter Trophy, which is always a big occasion for the Landers. So um, you're never going to question their mindset going into it. They're going to be right up for it, but I'm just not sure they've got enough quality to get the job done. Yeah, and the part that concerns me for a Highlanders fan is, is their back line. I feel like there's going to be a lot of points in it. So I'm actually picking the Blues 13+. plus. I think it'll be close for a long period of the game, um, but I think the Blues will run away with it. Um, with the likes of Bodie, Rico, Bryce Ham, I like the look of him at 12. Um, and obviously their back three, which we talk about every week. Who have you highlighted? Who's your highlighted player? I've gone with uh, Rico Ioane. I think he's due to fire. Um, he's looked impressive, but I think this is the week where he'll really show his stuff. So I've gone with Rico for a bit of that magic that we all know he's got. What about you, Tom? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Bryce Ham in the midfield. Um, obviously he comes in for the injured Roger Tuivasa-Shek, um, he's a, a big dynamic ball carrier. He's played a little bit in the in the midfield, usually at 13, so I'm looking forward to seeing how he he plays at 12, but um, I think he he's, he's a big tackle breaker, so um, watch out for him in the midfield. Mm, like it. I've gone for Big Tane Plumtree, so son of All Black coach John. Um, he doesn't have to do much to work his way into that all-black side. But he's a promising, promising young player. He had a really good preseason, scored a couple of nice tries in the preseason games. He's really filled out and looking pretty sharp and skillful. So played a little bit with him at the Canes, and um, he looks like he's gone from strength to strength. So looking forward to seeing him get his first sort of crack at this level. The next game is Brumbies versus the Rebels. We've spoken about this. Brumbies being probably the best Aussie team. Rebels probably the worst team in the comp. What are you guys picking here? I'm personally going Brumbies 13 plus. Anyone different on that? Nah, not for me. Um, Brumbies 13 plus at least, I think. Um, I think they'll be too good for them, particularly at set piece time. And I'm, I'm going to go to everyone's favourite time of the week. It's left nut bully time. I've highlighted <laughs> Connell McInerney. McInerney. Oh. <laughs> Connell McInerney. <laughs> the hooker for the Brumbies. Um Brumbies have got one of the best rolling malls in, in the competition and I can see him just sneaking over there. Yeah, I like it. You love a hooker left nut. <laughs> yeah, I've got the Brumbies as well. I think they'll be too good. 13 plus. Rebels in for a tough night. Old mate Hodgie's back, which is could be promising <laughs> signs taken either way. But I noticed they dropped the one bloke who scored some two tries for them last week. Young Tonomapea, he was a Melbourne Storm and Titans winger, crossed over to rugby, scored twice, and now he's been dropped. So she's tough times over in Melbourne. <laughs> Who's your highlighted player, Tom? I've gone Connell McInerney for the left nut. Three from three we're going for, so jump on board. You might do the whole season. <laughs> what about you, Surly? I've gone with big Lenny Ikatau in the centres. It was an absolute handful last week, folding blokes on D. So, someone to keep an eye on. I've gone for Jesse Mogg. Uh, good to see him back in the starting lineup. Express pace, loves a try. Um, and on the end of this Brumbies chain, I think he might be having a wee field day this weekend. So, look out for a Jesse Mogg try. Won't put my left nut on it, but um, I think he'll score. <laughs> oh, the next game Hurricanes versus Moana. Postponed, absolute heartbreak. 20 COVID cases in the Hurricanes at the moment. Tough times. Um, so disappointed for Moana. Obviously, three games out of four have been postponed due to COVID. Not sure how they're going to make all these games up, but I was really excited. It's absolutely wrecked my fantasy team. This I've loaded my team with Hurricanes for this game, and now they're all gone. So um, I'm in all sorts there. 
Any comments on the game? Nah, it just sucks for Moana. Just as they got one under the belt, probably got a bit of confidence up and then another week off. Like, I don't know how they're going to make this all up because they've got three games to catch up now if they go down that route. But um could be a long season for the boys. <laughs> but, yeah, disappointing. Surely the Canes gave you a call, James. <laughs> yeah, they did, and that's why they um, postponed it. <laughs> <laughs> And the next game, I think this could be the game of the round. It definitely is, in my opinion. Crusaders versus the Chiefs. Um, probably two of the most impressive sides to date. Um, I am going Crusade, Crusaders, but just. I think it's going to be a real close game. Crusaders have rolled back their big guns, though, so I think they'll get them across the line. But I think this Chiefs side is pretty gritty, so it won't be, won't be much in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think... Look, I think it's a 50-50 game. If, if any team doesn't front up, I think the other team will win. Um, but I think the Crusaders, as you said, they've rolled out a few of their big guns. They've been here. They've done that. They're at home. You know, Chiefs have probably shown a little bit of vulnerability time at set-piece level, so I think they'll probably just have a little bit too much class. But So I'm going Crusaders by a couple of points. Yeah. I'd agree. 11 changes, whole new backline. They've rolled out the big dogs. I do have one bone to pick, though. Whoever came up with the timings of the game, the scheduling, absolute nightmare. The Warriors kick off at the same time. So I'm going to have to be rocking oh. the dual screens, multitasking, not a, not a specialty of mine. So look, it could be tough times in the Sill household. But, yeah, I think the Crusaders will be too good, but never right off the Chiefs. Sharp team. And don't wide off the Warriors either this week. I think they go get off to a fly, don't they, while we're there? Oh, only fools ride off the Warriors, mate. Only fools. <laughs> Tom, who's your highlighted player in, the, in that game? I've gone back to my favourite position, the hooker. Um, we've got Cody Taylor oh. coming back in to starting lineup. He's already got two tries this season, and he's seriously putting his hand up for top try scorer of the competition after only about 40 minutes under the belt. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing him. Um, we're not chucking the left nut. We're not double down in the left nut. But, Put the right uh, nut I on it. I'd be surprised if he barges over. <laughs> no, I need that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Surly? I tell you what, it's a dangerous time to be a nut in the Marshall household, that's for sure. But um, yeah, my player to watch is old Rizza Mawizza, old Richie, fresh off his debut on What a Lad, expecting his performance on Saturday night oh. to be just as impressive. And uh, hopefully he'll shadow box his team to a famous victory. So. <laughs> Mate, he will, uh, if he scores, I hope he does some shadow boxing for the boys. It was amazing. 85% of people were keen to watch him shadow box Bodie for 19.99. Unbelievable stat. <laughs> well, I, I saw he mentioned the pillow fighting even, or like pillows on the thing. That's a proper thing now, the old pillow fighting league. So maybe he could be New Zealand's first athlete oh. to go in the old pillow fighting league. <laughs> Mate, no doubt he'll be sure. good at that as well. <laughs> but the player I've highlighted is Ethan Blackadder, another, another Waterlad guru whose form went to a whole new level after coming on. I thought he was on fire last week when he um, got a start. He was one of the few guys who stood out for me in that Crusaders lineup, and I'm looking forward to seeing him out there with the Rolls Royce pack around him and the classy backs. So um, I think it's going to be a big game from Ethan Blackadder. The next game, Reds versus the Drawer. Uh, Drawer will obviously take a little bit of confidence into this game after last week's win, but the Reds are a different cattle to the Rebels. So I'm picking a Reds 13-plus victory here. Um, anyone disagree with that? No, I don't think so. I think the Reds will be 
be too good. I think it'll be an entertaining game. I think there'll be plenty of tries um, if conditions allow. And um, I think the Reds will, will win by 25 to 30. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go against my men this week. I think the Reds will just be too strong, especially at, at set piece. If they give the drawer a sniff like the Rebels did and try and make it a, a razzle-dazzle game, then they could be in trouble. But I think they'll just have too much for the full 80. Who have you highlighted? Who's your highlighted player? I've gone with the number eight, Harry Wilson. I'm a big fan of his, um, and I think he'll take advantage of that red set piece. And he's a physical bloke. He'll be crucial to shutting down that draw flair, so expect him to be busy around the park. You, Tom? I've gone Jordan Patea. Um, he's had a bit of a positional change moving to fullback, which is interesting. I think um, it'll really suit him. I think we can see a lot more touches Look, he's one of my favourite up-and-coming backs in Australian rugby. I'd like to see a lot more of him. I'd actually like to see him at 13, but I think also fullback could be a good position for him as well. So really looking forward to seeing how he goes. Yeah, I think he's going to go good back there, eh? especially if they draw a kicking game slightly off, he's going to punish them. He's got a turn of pace and a nice goose step, and he's got all the skills. Eh? Strong too, like real strong in contact, so... Good shout there. I highlighted James O'Connor. We spoke about him at the start, but um, he's a, he's a key key man to this side, and um, like we've all talked about, probably the favourite for the um, Wallabies number ten jersey on form. Last game of the round: Waratahs versus the Force. Um, this is going to be a good game. We've got the gritty Force and also the Waratahs, who have also been staying in the fight with some of the better teams as well. They've been losing by similar margins to the Reds and the Brumbies, both these sides. So it's going to be a little bit of a battle for that third Aussie spot, which potentially could, no, it probably won't sneak into the eight. But yeah, I've gone Waratahs 1-12. to I think they've shown enough for me um, to just get home in this one. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I think it'll be a, a tough contest. I was a little bit disappointed with the force in the weekend, to be honest. So on that note, I think the Waratahs... You know, they've been building nicely. Um, they, they're coming back home. So I think, um, you know, they'll just just manage to be a little bit too good. And I've gone the, I've also gone the Leichhardt lads, the Tars. I think it'll be tight. I think it could go down to the wire. But, yeah, I've seen enough from them to suggest that they are that third best team over in Aussie. So I think they'll get the win. Nice. And highlighted players, I've gone for Parisi. He's an exciting player, man. He's strong, fast, so explosive. One of the more explosive backs in the comp. Um, breaks tackles easily, and he's got a real good skill set too. So looking forward to seeing how he goes up against the force, hopefully with a bit more space. So, um, yeah, one to watch out for for sure. Surly, who have you got? I've gone to the engine room here. I've gone with the Waratahs prop, Harry Johnson-Holmes, purely yes. because I think every team needs someone with a double-barrel last name in it, and he's that guy for them. So for that reason and that reason alone, he really stood out. So Harry Johnson Holmes, <laughs> chuck some coin on him for a meat pie, the big fella, surely. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, yeah, I've gone big Jeremy Thrush. He's back from his four-year oh. calf injury. Um, he'll be looking fit. Um, a definite contender to pick up the niggle goat. I, I can I can see him giving a few young lads a bit of a spray. He's a great competitor, so looking forward to him chucking his old frame around. <laughs> who's who's winning that Niggle Goat of the Year award, in your opinion? Oh, I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Surely anyone stood out? Anyone, any little bit of Niggle which has really stood out to you? 
No, I'd like to think Colsey's somewhere in a room, though, even though he's not on the field. He's just still absolutely <laughs> dishing it out, so he'd probably be the favourite, surely. But the boys seem to have been on pretty good behaviour so far. I love how Colsey had a preview before the game, and it was all about him talking about his uh, niggle with Mitch Hunt and when he told um, Ben O'Keefe, what, what's that card? The whole segment was on his niggle. So that's when you know you're one of the greatest nigglers of all time when you've got your own segments in the pregame. And obviously the fantasy rugby, I, I spoke about it before when I was mentioning the Canes game. Shocking week for fantasy rugby. It's made it really tough for anyone playing, but Canes Moana game postponed. Um, you can't have any of those players in. They get zero points. Only two trades, so anyone who's been planning for this game like myself, you're in all sorts. And I had a tough week last week as well. Had guys pulling out with COVID and all sorts last minute. So um, I'm in a pretty bad state after mentioning last week that I'm probably going to win the world. I'm quickly back to reality. How'd you go last week, Tom? Yeah, I had a pretty good round in the end. I think I got um, 320-odd, shot myself up to... I think eleventh in the in the Waterlay competition. Um, just goes to show oh. what you can do when you offload Hodgie, eh? <laughs> Who's your captain this week? I'm tossing up between Will Jordan, who I always do, and James O'Connor, who I think's going to kick a fair few goals. Yeah, I think James O'Connor's a great shout. I, I don't have the luxury of having him in, in my side, and I won't be able to f- um, field a proper side this week because I had too many Hurricane players. So it's a bit of a mess. Um, I'm not 100% sure who I'm going to chuck the armband on, but at the moment it's either going to be Will Jordan for safety or I'm going to go a little bit of a, a rogue option and maybe go Jordan Pataya. I hope he gets a few meat tries. Mm, meat tries like that, surely. Meat pies, I, sh- <laughs> meat pies, I should say. <laughs> meat tries, jeepers. <laughs> Clean off. <laughs> Is that prior starting? <laughs> no, he's not, mate. Oh, is he not? Is he on the bench? I can't believe you bought that bully. I said he was the buyer of the round, <laughs> and you've gone and bought him in. He hasn't started since. <laughs> oh, he's the only one. He's the only one in my team that I've got playing who's not starting. So that's a shame. But I, I do have a full. I did manage to get a full squad. Uh, use my two trades, my f- whole bench. All of the guys on my bench are Hurricanes, but I do have a full squad playing. And um, Pryor's the one on the bench from. I'm the force, one of the worst buyers of the year. Um, hey, mate, he's not the worst buyer of the year, is he? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But who knows? Surely you're buying back Hodgie this week. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you'd be a brave man. I'd love to know if there is anyone out there that's going to bring him back in. Because I have heard whispers that he's got the kicking tee. He's, he's going to go off this week, 100%. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd do it for most, hey? Actually, I think a good buy this week is Stephen Perifeta, um, goal-kicking fullback. Obviously, fullbacks chew up the running metres, line breaks, etc., attacking points. If I had a trade possible, I would be trading him in. Um, unfortunately, I don't to get a starting lineup, but um, great shout. Thanks. Interesting. Do you think he will be kicking ahead of Bodie? Bodie quite often likes to grab the kicking tee. Mm. You heard it here first. Stephen Perifeta will be goal-kicking. Great buy. So that, that's a bit of a warning for anyone who's buying Bowden Barrett as a goal-kicking first five for the Blues. Um, that makes his price devalue quite heavily because obviously you get most of your points from goal-kicking, so um, makes it tough for him. Although we do know what he can do with ball in hand as well, so um, yeah, he is a freak. 
What's your What's your pick of the week for you, Surly? Tom, we've got your left nut bully. Oh, pick of the week. I'm back in old Atene Nanai Satoru again to score another try. I tell you what, that was impressive stuff what he did last week, the old goosey whack try time early doors. Mm. And I've uh, been saying it for years, but if a guy wears his socks around his ankles, it's the number one sign that he's got a bit of razzle about him. And uh, yeah, approach with caution. So he's one to watch for this week. He's my pick of the week. That was a psych out from me because I used to wear my socks around the ankles and I had zero razzle. So I would have psyched you out if we were playing each other. You would have thought I was going to do all sorts and delivered uh, nothing. No, nah, look, I, I do the same. It's to give the calves some sunlight and hope that they'll <laughs> grow like a bit of a tree, you know, a bit of photosynthesis. It's never quite worked, but I'm, I'm the same. But he, he is class. Eh? He's got some of the best feet in the comp. Hard to argue that he has the best footwork in the comp and I spoke to Tom about it what in the game live but he's very similar to Roger Tuovasashek I feel like their portfolio of what they got with their footwork and yeah. uh, skills that they have um, very similar so I feel like he's pretty much an example of what Roger could be on the wing um, why he hasn't gone any further it's hard to know but um, potentially that could be around the corner because he's super electric, eh? He was actually signed to the NRL as well, eh? And then got out of it to play sevens, I think. He signed at school to play league for the Warriors. So, yeah. True. It's a great show. I reckon he'd be unreal at league. I agree. Yeah, you've got all the league bullies, Surly. You're right on. Yeah, look, it's just, I love a convert. It's great. <laughs> anyway, boys, cheers for that. Another good roundup. Looking forward to seeing all these picks coming in once again. Uh, we are on fire. We can pick them. Um, hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, yeah, cheers for coming on, lads. So just before you go, guys, after the success of the Waterlad Power Plays last year, um, Waterlad has teamed up with the TAB um, for these preview shows. So not only are you going to get a preview review of the games, but you're also going to get some betting options um, for the weekend to keep you interested. As always, Bet responsibly. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. What I've got for you this weekend is a little multi from pretty much one of our picks each. Um, you just heard it there. Surly really likes Etene Nanai Satoru to score. Um, we've got him in there. I think he can create enough with his footwork to score and potentially just be on the end of the chain to score. So I think he's a really good shout. Um, we've got Tom's left nut bully, the Brumbies hooker. Um, he, he'll be scoring for sure. Tom never gets a left nut bully wrong. And I've gone for a Richie Mwanga special of him scoring more than 8.5 points. I think that's a shoe in There's so many ways he could score more than 8.5 points. So all of those options together, pretty much three good things. $6. I think it's really good value and it's a little bit of interest for the week. You can find that option on the TAB website under Waterlad Power Plays. Um, $6 it's paying, so um, enjoy it. Hopefully it comes through for you all, but as always, don't bet too much. But cheers for listening. Enjoy the footy and get up the Waterlad power play.